Welcome to Journey to a Savvy Senior Life, Episode 5, and I'm your host, Lynn Fontaine. I'm podcasting from Maui today and will not have a guest, so it's just me sharing some research with you. My topic today is senior migration. Where are the seniors moving to? Do you plan to stay where you are? Are you considering a move to downsize or to get to warmer climes or a lower cost of living? What will help you with your decision process? Many of us have watched the shows Hawaiian Life, Caribbean Life, Beach and Lakefront Bargain Hunts. So having some kind of an idea as to what is or isn't within financial reach is pretty accessible today. If you live in the same house that you purchased 30 years ago, or if you were lucky enough to buy a house in 2008 at the bottom of the market, and if either of these homes is in Southern California, chances are you can realize some serious profit when selling. Maybe you live elsewhere and your mortgage payment is low, but you wouldn't make a lot of money if you were to sell your home. So would you rent it out? And with rents the way they are today, you could probably rent this for more than your mortgage. So what would your dream be? I have talked to many peers about their plans for retirement. My sister and brother-in-law would like acreage, enough to build a compound consisting of two or three homes or casitas. Our parents who are in their 80s currently live in a home built behind my sister and brother-in-law's property. So it's a good thing that their dream is to move where they can get more land, as they will still need a family compound. Also, their home has always been our family's gathering place and probably will continue to be no matter where they move to. I've talked to other friends who just want to move somewhere with a slower pace, less traffic, with easy access to leisurely activities. Having been a company event planner for the last 12 years, I know a little bit about planning leisurely activities while at business functions. Uh, You know the ones where you have to jump up to get to the golf course for a 7 a.m. tea time, or for others who opted for shopping and had to meet in the lobby at exactly 10 minutes past the hour to catch a bus that would race them to a shopping district on Main Street, America. Somehow the term leisurely activity just doesn't seem to apply. So when friends Michelle and Keith were describing their leisurely activities, they had an entirely different scenario in mind. They want to leave the crowds, the rush hour traffic behind. They don't want to drive an hour to the beach anymore. They just want to wake up naturally to the morning sunlight, enjoy their first cup of coffee before biking to the beach where they can actually ride on the hard-packed sand. Then in the evening, maybe go back to the beach in their golf carts, packed with chairs, blanket, and their favorite bottle of wine. Now these are leisurely activities. My brother and his wife, who live in a small town with very little hustle and bustle other than the demands of their respective jobs, are also ready for a change. They would like to experience sun, beach, and a more relaxed lifestyle. And a move to another coast could get them closer to one daughter, but farther from their other children and their grandchildren. These are the decisions that we weigh. How accessible is the nearest airport? Will you be able to afford annual or more frequent trips to visit your family members? What are the chances that your family would be able to come and visit you? 
Are you tech savvy? Can you FaceTime or send videos as an alternative for staying in touch? For my husband and me, it's about the beach. It's always been about the beach and a relaxed environment where flip-flops and shorts are the norm. Some casual dining featuring really good food and, of course, access to music. Local live music is a must. We are in a beach community now, and we have all of these beachy amenities. But it's also beachy expensive. If we were to stay here in Southern California during retirement, we may not have the financial freedom that we could have elsewhere. My dream is to move closer to our kids. We don't need to live in the same state, just get closer. And perhaps along the way, be able to enjoy a lower cost of living and most likely less tax implications. All topics that are high on a retiree's list of things to consider. For some, proximity to children and grandchildren is key. For others, having quality family visits will work just fine. Generally, I discovered that retirees are pretty much reconciled to what they can best afford. And if you live in one of the most expensive states in the U.S., like California, then considering to move to somewhere with a lower cost of living is super attractive. The possibilities are endless. You can rent your home out to cover your mortgage, move to the area of interest, and rent for a while. Get to know the area. This could be where you spend the rest of your life. And I mean this in a super positive way. However, if you end up in the wrong place, the phrase, for the rest of your life, sounds pretty ominous. If you follow my podcast, you know that I'm new to semi-retirement. So everything seems possible to me now, and I actually have time to consider and research everything, which is, of course, much to my husband's chagrin, as he would just as soon pitch a tent on the beach and stay in California forever. Unfortunately for him, he married a planner. I will discover all that I can on a subject, and I'm all about the details. My husband is an accountant, but sometimes I think his desires can speak louder than his calculator. So, on to the research. The first thing I googled was, what are the top cities in the U.S. for retirement? Well, there are 30 cities, ranging from Ames, Iowa, to Pittsfield, Mass. And honestly, all of the cities were located in colder climates, so definitely not what we were looking for. So from my next search, I decided to get a lot more specific and asked for the 10 best sunny places to retire. Those places are as follows. Las Cruces, New Mexico, Asheville, North Carolina, Grand Junction, Colorado, Sarasota, Florida, San Diego, California, San Luis Obispo, California, St. George, Utah, Santa Fe, New Mexico, Bend, Oregon, in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay, and I'm not exactly sure what the factors were beyond that there is an abundance of sunshine, but AARP canvassed the country for these areas. So other than San Diego, there was nothing here to get my beach bum to budge. The third search, where are the top 10 best beach towns for retirees? Got really specific this time. And as expected, 
Number one is Florida because of all of the beaches and the low cost of living. You can get a lot more for your money here, especially if you're moving from a state like California. Number two is Port Townsend, Washington on the Puget Sound, a Victorian picturesque town with access to water, nature parks, and mountains. Number three is Oak Island, North Carolina, apparently a popular tourist destination as the population grows from 7,000 in the winter to 40,000 in the summer, but is still considered a laid-back beach town. And now you're getting our attention, a beach town that we've never heard of. And then number four, Georgetown area in South Carolina, not technically located on a beach, but close to rivers and about 15 to 20 minute drive to the Atlantic. And it is located just south of Myrtle Beach. Number five is Boynton Beach, Florida, located on one of the busiest strips along the eastern shores between West Palm Beach and Miami. And it's said to offer a small town feel with old Florida architectural charm. And it's even considered a bit more affordable with many 55 plus communities to choose from. And number six is Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. For those who aren't interested in Florida, this is a year round destination and it's two hours from DC that is popular with both vacationers and retirees. Number seven, Bandon, Oregon. This is a more rugged coast that has been a retirement option for many of those living on the West Coast. This town is located in southern Oregon and is about four hours from Portland. And number eight is Traverse City, Michigan. Okay, so they snuck this one in for those who want more affordable waterfront living and love their four seasons. Residents enjoy miles of sandy beaches along Lake Michigan. Number nine, Fort Myers area, Florida. My husband's first choice. The retiree interested in this region will be able to find a spot suitable to his lifestyle. Options range from pricey active retirement communities to affordable homes and condos with nine months of great weather. And then number 10, Virginia Beach, Virginia, which has 35 miles of shoreline. This area is home to halfbacks. That's a term unknown to me, but it is for one who retired from the north, moved to Florida, and decided to go halfway back, settling in Virginia. So this ongoing search finally took me to the best states for retirement, with very specific criteria being as follows. Total population the percentage of 65-plus population, cost of living, average health care costs, tax rating, state fiscal soundness, state's health rating. So each of the following states ranks high in one or more of these factors. Number one is South Dakota, most affordable and most tax-friendly. Number two, Hawaii. And not just for its beauty, but number one health rating in the United States and is tax-friendly, even though the cost of living is 87% above the U.S. average. I guess that's the price paradise. And number three is Georgia, most tax-friendly and has a low cost of living. North Dakota, 
tax-friendly and a low cost of living. Tennessee, tax-friendly and the state is fiscally sound. Number six is Alabama, tax-friendly. Number seven, Virginia, tax-friendly. Number eight, Florida, most tax-friendly and fiscally sound. Number nine, Utah, great for active retirees and ranked second for overall health of 65-plus population, but is the least tax-friendly. Number 10, New Hampshire, most tax-friendly. 11, Idaho, for its affordability, and it has a mixed tax rating. Number 12 is South Carolina, mild weather and below average cost of living and tax-friendly. Number 13, Iowa, low cost of living but not tax-friendly. Number 14 is Pennsylvania, affordable and one of the most tax-friendly. And number 15 is Delaware. It has first-rate tax advantages as it does not tax Social Security benefits. And it is also considered a tax-friendly state. Is your head spinning yet? I know mine is. And I've been working this process for over a year. Since I'm not working, it's kind of become an obsession. And I definitely want to visit the options that most appeal to us, which is why I've created a list of what to consider. Whether you want an affordable beach close community or acreage in the country, the main considerations are the same no matter your geographical preference. Number one, weather. Do you want a year-round fairly constant temp, or do you want the four seasons? Two, reasonable proximity to a beach or a beach town. Three, affordable homes and lower cost of living. Four, tax-friendly, weighing Social Security and retirement investment tax implications, sales tax, and property taxes. Number five, do you want a 55-plus community? Number six, do you want a condo or a single-family home, one with HOA or absolutely no HOA? Do you want a gated community? Do you need privacy, or do you want a neighborhood feel? Number nine, medical facilities and their ratings. Like it or not, there are some areas where medical care may be viewed as subpar. Number 10, do your finances or equity make it feasible for you to even consider a move? Number 11, distance from family members. Number 12, proximity to an airport. And is it a hub? If not, consider flight costs and travel times. Number 13, if near water or the ocean, will you need flood and wind insurance? Another cost to consider. And lastly, number 14, which would be the size of your home or space considerations if you anticipate having visitors who will want to come and stay with you. Now, to get personal here and to zero in on what I want to explore and why. One of the several states we lived in as a kid was in the South. We lived there for only two years, but Southerners spoke to me. The sing-song lilt of that southern accent, their friendliness, and the way they can tell a story. A southerner is gracious 
and will give you a glimpse into their lives. I have lived many years in the Northeast and the West, and I've made several observations along the way. On the West Coast, everyone says hi to their neighbors and are outwardly friendly, but they don't feel the need to get to know your business, which is fine. No indictment of any kind, sort of appreciate that. Um, However, on the East Coast, your neighbors find out everything they can about you, but simply nod when they see you. And it's not due to rudeness, it's just that they're of, of a more reserved nature and obviously a little more curious. Um, in the South, you quickly get past the Southern pleasantries, and they let you in. In the two years I was there, I was regaled with some awesome stories from friends and acquaintances and how they got to where they were currently. I experienced this with many of the people that I got to know. You actually knew part of their story before you really knew them. I guess what I'm trying to say is I have a serious connection with the South. And the funny thing is most of the people that I mentioned in this episode are either considering a move or are moving to the South as well. And I'm not going to tell you where because this really isn't an advertisement. And I don't want you to move there before me because I'm calling first dibs. Now, trying to get my husband on the same page. As it is, I brought him from one coast to the other, which he was 100% in favor of, but I don't think we're through. We have one more adventure in store, where we meet in the middle, get closer to our kids, have the beach life we want, and still have the financial freedom to travel or do whatever we want. The possibilities are endless. Until you get super serious about what it is you want and how you can best afford it, you better start making your list, y'all. Trust me, it'll fall into place and you'll find that secret area that speaks to you. Thanks for listening and until next time.